Hi everyone, how's it going? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Three Buck Theater, episode number 25. Magical number 25, a quarter of the way to 100. Is, is this a cause for celebration? The answer to that is no, but it's fun to think about nonetheless, that we've done 25 episodes of the show and there's been a lot of new listeners and that is amazing. And I thank you guys completely for coming on over and checking out this show. You know, for the times I claimed that I'm going to be posting and I swear <laughs> now that my daughter's first birthday is over with and things can calm down a little bit, we can get ourselves on a schedule. So going forward, it's going to be all good. But uh, for the show itself today, there is a couple stories worth covering. One coming out of Oregon, my home state, where a man has been arrested for attempting to kidnap baristas from two different coffee joints. Yeah, it's a bizarre case, still relatively developing, but it's bizarre. We have another story about a man out of Minnesota who's now been charged with murder after he OD'd his Tinder date on GHB. And this, in my mind, that's a very cautionary tale, one you're going to want to listen to and uh, really, you know, be wary of where your glasses are. And then finally today, we're going to be talking about Another Florida man story. It has to be Florida where a Florida man murdered a Burger King employee after a woman got mad over the wait time at a drive through. I wish I was making this up. I wish this wasn't real. I wish this wasn't the reality that we live in. But no, no, it's a bit crazy here today on Milk Carton Mysteries. It's definitely a bit crazy here today. And that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I have been tempted to do a spinoff series a spinoff podcast where I talk more about like non-murder crime related stuff. I mean, clearly the laws will be have, have been broken because these stories are getting out there, but just weirder news in general, that could be a lot of fun. So if you guys are interested in something like that, you're going to have to let me know because uh, I'd like to do it and I'd like to make the time for it. And we could probably do it over on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Matt Jarbo talks and do a live stream over there as well as probably as I, I, I get ready to kind of build up a Patreon and put that out there, I'd like to do live streams over on the YouTube channel to really go over cold cases and to talk about that with you guys, to get you guys in on it, get the discussion going and have a lot of fun with that. So that's going to be something uh, that's going to be developing as time goes on, but I don't want to waste too much time on it. I want to get right to the meat of it. I want to get right to the stories for today's episode, episode number 25 of Milk Cart Mysteries. All right, first things first, coming out of Salem, Oregon, which is a small, peaceful city. It really is. The state capital of Oregon is quaint, it's beautiful, it's quiet, although chaos might have erupted this past weekend where a man has been arrested in connection with two attempted kidnappings at coffee stands. Police identified the suspect, 39-year-old Christopher Ryan Santabanez as being the key individual who, uh, well, this is what they say here, that on July 25th, this man approached a Dutch Bros coffee stand located at the 1000 block of Commercial Street Southeast in Salem, where he flashed a semi-automatic handgun to the female employee and tried to get her to leave with him. Because, you know, that's normal attire for <laughs> these kind of things. Uh, but police do say that the suspect was scared off by a second employee working at the stand. And this is one of those things 
where like I cannot support enough two employees being on duty at the same time. It keeps a lot of the robbery stuff down, you know, and I really feel that like it's important to do that. Some places don't want to because they don't feel it's worth the extra money. But hey, you can't you can't put a price tag on peace of mind, especially when it comes to employee satisfaction. Anyway. So one hour later, this guy, this guy was determined. This guy was really hell bent on kidnapping someone. So an hour later, a man with a similar description, which at this point, let's be fair, it's most likely, allegedly, I got to put that in there. Christopher Ryan Santabana is 39 years old. But apparently a man with a similar description approached the Java Crew coffee stand at the 700 block of Wallace Road Northwest and attempted to grab a female employee inside. Thankfully, and I mean this, like truly, honestly, thankfully, she was able to get away from the suspect, who then fled. Salem police then said that the suspect was identified and then later taken into custody without incident by the Salem SWAT team at his home in Independence, Oregon. And this was coming in through tips and everything else they were able to get their hands on after releasing this information. From there, he was then taken to the Marion County Correctional Facility on multiple charges, including robbery in the first degree, kidnapping in the first degree, and a felon in possession. So this dude ain't getting out for a while, but I, I am really trying to wrap my brain around what would prompt this guy in the early hours of the morning to attempt to not rob, but to kidnap women who work at coffee stands. Now, one of the things you have to understand about Portland and the Portland area, this is, this is Salem. It's about 45 miles South. But one of the things you have to understand about Portland is that there's a lot of those lingerie coffee stands. I live in Olympia, Washington. There's a couple of them here. There's not many, but in Portland, they're everywhere. And so when I first read this story, I thought to myself, oh, Okay, I mean, maybe this guy is, you know, trying to kidnap one of those women, which I, I, I guess in my mind, you know, from this makes more sense, even though at the end of the day, it doesn't, you know, like, I'm glad he didn't succeed, but I'm just still trying to understand what about this? Why would he target these women? Why would he target coffee stands, coffee kiosks? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, one report did come in that said that earlier in the day, a man fitting his description was seen attempting to break in to one of the coffee stands. So it's entirely possible that he was just trying to grab one of the women in order to find out how to get money. And there wasn't any attempt or any idea or any plan really to commit sexual assault. And, you know, I think a lot of people hearing this story are going to listen to this and go, oh, this guy was clearly planning on, you know, doing something terrible. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I'm still trying to figure out if it was just because he wanted to get the money and was hoping he'd be able to get his hands on someone who could then give him the information to open it up. Um, but if he's flashing a semi-automatic pistol and he's attempting to kidnap in the early hours of the morning, then I probably would think to myself, yeah, this guy was at this no good. And at least it, it was foiled. Having two employees thwarted one and the other woman was able to get away. Thank God. Thank God she was able to get away. And so now Christopher Ryan Santabenez, 39 years old from Independence, Oregon, 
is probably in my case, you know, from this point in time, the dummy of the week. He's just an idiot criminal. He was thwarted because, well, lucky, actually, in my opinion, but still. There we have it on that one. I do want to hear your thoughts and your opinions. What do you think this guy was up to? What do you think his, his, his motivations were? I really want to know what you guys have to say about this. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton in order to let me know your thoughts on that one. So let's dive over to the Midwest. A story about a man in love, or at least a man trying to find love, who is an utter abhorrent monster and has now been charged with murder for overdosing his date on GHB. Now, it says here that Edward Antonio Zappa, 38 years old, initially told cops he had no idea what happened to his Thanksgiving date, Thea Renee Tolles, who was 43, and that she had taken something before she uh, overdosed at his Mounds View home in Minnesota. Now, investigators then decided to go over and, in uh, you know, order some fresh tests after a series of damning text messages and web searches suggested that he gave her GHB, which the court documents are now suggesting uh, that he was using the date rape drug. So damning text messages, interesting, web searches, that's always going to get you. People don't realize, like, you know, cover, I don't, I can't, I don't want to give tips because I want these assholes to get caught. I do. But it's always something like this. It's always, you know, your web searches. And so it's something, you know, that happens. People Google from their home and they think no one's going to know I'm doing this. Forensic investigators can, you know, can really dive in and find what they need to find. So something to consider, I guess. Now, in one of the text messages to Tolls, uh, who was waiting for him at his apartment, he told her not to throw away a bottle with liquid there. So that's interesting. That's peculiar. Other messages allegedly showed that he had given GHB to others and had also searched online for how long someone could survive being passed out on the drug. So just from that statement alone, just from what was written right there, me, an adult male, thinks this guy's a serial rapist and now he's committed murder. But I would argue that if he's given women GHB before, it wasn't because he wanted them to get a good night's sleep. It would be because he clearly wanted to do something very, very, very wrong and very illegal and very immoral and terrible. And he finally screwed up and killed someone. I mean, that's the best thing I, I can come up with on this one right now. Uh, now, it does go on to say that Zappa was charged with third degree murder and first degree manslaughter. I'm not too sure how that works. I am not a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination, but if he's only killed one person, allegedly, I want to double, double point that out there. Allegedly, why is he getting third degree murder and first degree manslaughter? I don't know how that works. Hopefully someone in the comments might have some legal expertise that could, that could fill me in because it just seems kind of weird, but you know, kind of getting back to the character of Edward Antonio Zappa, 38 years old from Minnesota. Uh, he was on probation at the time because you know what? He's got a, he's got a hell of a rap sheet. According to this here, he has had several felonies, including convictions for burglary, domestic assault involving strangulation and second degree assault. So I think going back to the previous theory about him using GHB on a serial rapist level, most likely indicates that, yeah, 
this guy has hurt a lot of people. And I think now that he's been arrested, formally charged, and is behind bars, it is most likely we're going to get more out of this. We're going to get more stories of the things that he has done. And quite frankly, I'm there for it. You know, like I'm there for it. I want, I want this to happen. I want people to call this guy out. Now he's doing court on August 25th and his public defender hasn't responded to comment yet. But if you don't know what GHB is, I I think you should really pay attention. And again, this is one of those moments where it's like, I'm going to kind of go into dad mode. I have my two little girls, my, my one-year-old turns one today on the fourth, you know, so when I cover these kind of stories and when I read these kind of stories, I cannot help but think of my children. I cannot help but think of my daughters. I cannot help but think of their safety. And of course, if you have children, I, you know, I want you, you think of their safety too. We're in this fight together. So this is what GHB is, if you don't know. Uh, it's gamma hydra uh, I'm going to mess it up, acid. Um, it's listed by the DEA as a potentially fatal date rape drug. And it also, yeah, I've known people who have used GHB recreationally. They were strippers. It was an odd time in my life, but that's the women I knew who used it and it relaxed them, but they probably did it in smaller doses. Uh, this is what it's known to cause some of the side effects, hallucinations, euphoria, drowsiness, decreased anxiety, confusion and memory impairment. So this is a kind of drug that absolutely messes you up and makes you completely out of it. And the DEA is warning people about this, obviously not wanting them to, to fall victim to taking it without their knowledge. And this is why people like, and I want to say his name again, Edward Antonio Zappa, 38 from Minnesota, deserves, in my opinion, If these allegations are to be real, if these allegations are to be believed, if he is found guilty by a jury of his peers in a court of law, I don't want this guy walking around again. In my opinion, he's lost that right. He's lost that ability. A 43-year-old woman is dead from a drug overdose. And and it, it seems like he has done this before, that this is a serial act. So, you know, the world itself, Minnesota at large, is safer with this man behind bars. So we'll have to wait and see what happens on it. But as always, I want to hear your thoughts about this, either in the YouTube comment section or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. So, all right, guys, why don't we talk about uh, what's what's clearly the craziest story of the episode? Obviously, a Florida man story. I think at this point, we all know we, we all completely know that when it gets down to Florida man stories, shit always be cray. Shit always be cray. It's how it is. It's Florida. So here's what we know. A a Florida man in Orange County, Florida, allegedly murdered a new Burger King employee after a woman got mad at the wait time at the drive-thru. So I'm an Uber Eats driver on the side until this podcast picks up enough earnings to be able to go full-time. I do Uber Eats and I do DoorDash delivery. And trust me, I know a thing or two about long, long wait times at McDonald's and other places like that. You know what I do to kill time in a long wait time? I listen to true crime podcasts like Milk Carton Mysteries on Spotify. I do. It's no laughing matter, but I do. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Apparently, not everyone has got the ability to do that. And road rage in wait times in this situation, I, you know, yeah, they're crazy. I've been mad before. So let's find out more. Now, deputies are saying 
that this particular incident started with a woman angry about the slow wait time at a Burger King drive through. Um, she allegedly stepped out of her vehicle and claimed that she was going to get her man to the location. In this account, the employee gave her back 40 and told her to leave. Now, I've been in situations like that before with customers where they are mad about something and they have made blatant threats against me uh, that they've demanded their money back. You know, I've had my bosses get punched in the face because they, they ticked off a customer. I was always able to talk myself out of being punched in the face, but I'm sure they wanted to. It can get crazy when tempers are flared. So you just give them the money back and you tell them the GTFO and you call the cops if necessary. So she eventually left in a black sedan, but she returned. She actually came back. She got her money. She was so pissed off she couldn't get those chicken fries. She came back accompanied by a white truck. Now, this is where the uh, suspect in this particular situation, Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes, 37 years old. I'm noticing a pattern in that today. A 39-year-old, a 38-year-old, and a 37-year-old. It's, it's not planned. It's simply a coincidence. And I'm 38 myself, so uh, that's kind of creepy. Now, here's what happened. Kelvin Rodriguez Tormes got out of the truck, and he challenged Desmond Joshua, 22 years old, to a fight. Now, I'm assuming that Desmond is the Burger King employee. According to deputies, video then showed a man putting Joshua in a headlock. In the official account, a witness put a stop to the physical confrontation, but Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes retrieved a gun from his truck and told Joshua he was giving him two seconds before shooting him. Then he shot him. According to police, Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes, 37 years old, from Florida, shot 22-year-old Desmond Joshua within seconds of warning him that he was going to do it. And then after that, of course, you know what he does? He flees the scene. The woman flees the scene as well. They took Desmond Joshua to the hospital where he later died from the wounds. And then when officials, you know, arrested these people and they interviewed him, Rodriguez Tormes here, Kelvis Rodriguez, Rodriguez Tormes, admitted that he had dismantled and hid the gun. So they got him, you know, they got him on this one. Uh, the defendant faces account each of first degree murder, destruction of evidence, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. And at this point, there are no attorneys that are listed online for either party. And Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes was convicted in 2005 on the charge of possession of a controlled substance. So he has had a run in with the law before. But think about that for a second. Think about that. Whoever this woman is, the name, her name isn't here. And I wish it was. I really wish this woman, this, because this is a Karen, ladies and gentlemen, this is an evil Karen. All right. Like this is what an evil Karen looks like. Got so mad at a wait time for Burger King that instead of taking that $40, and going across the street to a McDonald's or a Taco Bell or a Jack in the Box or was Florida. So Hardee's going to find a burrito somewhere, going to get anything else. She went and got another man 
to come back and physically fight a 22-year-old Burger King employee named Desmond Joshua. And when a witness broke up the altercation, that man still flustered, angry, furious over a a wait time at Burger King. I mean, this is what, again, I'm trying to wrap my head around what happened. That he storms back to his truck, flies open the door, grabs a gun, warns the kid that he's going to shoot him. And then shot him. And then Desmond died a little bit later. Wild. Absolutely wild. You know, and it's frustrating to read stories like this. It's frustrating to report on stories like this because it's hard to imagine it happening. I've worked jobs where I've done customer service. And believe me, I have angered a lot of people. I'm very stubborn on that front. And there's been times when people have threatened to pull guns on me. And there's been times where I've had to call the authorities. So I understand what Desmond was going through. But truth be told, in all of my altercations with customers that ended in a shouting match or the police getting involved, no one ever came back with a gun. And for that, I am thankful. I, I, I have to admit that. But for Desmond Joshua, 22 years old, this kid had his whole life ahead of him. And Kelvis Rodriguez Tormes had, which is a piece of shit. And now he's facing first degree murder charge, which hopefully comes with it a life sentence. And whoever this Karen is, I hope she gets it too. I hope she gets a harsher sentence. I hope she gets life in the hole. I do. I hope she gets life in the hole. And I say that Because she is such a selfish person that she was so mad at a a wait time at a Burger King drive-thru that it triggered her so horribly, so terribly that she went and came back with her man and killed the kid who gave her her money back and told her to leave. Now, some might argue, but Matt, maybe words were said. Maybe Desmond was disrespectful. That doesn't matter. None of that matters. A kid is dead because this dumb lady got mad about a wait time. I hope she also never sees the light of day. Truly. Lock her in a hole, throw away the key. That's what I say. And I want to know what you guys have to say. You might agree. You might disagree. I want to hear about it. Let me know down in the comment section. On YouTube, find me on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk garden. All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode. It's a bit on the shorter side. Some of the stories were, were, were shorter, which is, I, I'm fine with that, to be honest with you. Uh, allows people to get into it quicker. But as always, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you guys for engaging. Uh, the listener base on iTunes and podcasts have been growing. Uh, It's nice to see it's growing pretty steadily. And a lot of people are really enjoying this show. And that's amazing. Uh, As time goes on, as this evolves and progresses and grows, I want to bring you guys into the fold. That's why I keep pushing the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash milk garden. Come on in, join up, post your own stories, get them featured here. If you want to know what I think about a story, 
post it in the group. Maybe I'll look at it. I think that's going to be a great way to build up not only trust with you guys, but a good relationship. Because we're all in this together. We all like talking about true crime, reading about true crime and everything else. So I'm excited to get to that phase. But as always, I will be here tomorrow. Thank you again for watching or listening. Have yourself a great day and peace out.